Why are you so damn oh, sleepy? Shit, I I don't know, dude. I was tired this week. We gotta we gotta wake up. We gotta show. We gotta entertain the. People oh my here. god! How these microphones get there? What are you doing in my bed? Get out! Of my <laughs> get out of my apartment! Wake up! Wake up, Mr. President! Wake up! Wake up, Mr. Freeman! It's time to smell the ashes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the second episode of Fight Forever Podcast. Okay, are you gonna keep doing that? Yes, I after am. After like, hey, oh, you've you're watching episode one thousand two hundred and seventy four of Raw, the longest running episodic television program in history. I mean, I'm gonna keep it up until I lose count. Well, okay, that's fair, because I'm not about to keep count for you. So good, I give you eleven weeks. All right, I'll start just saying the date. Hi, I'm Zach. And I am Colin. And we watch wrestling, so you don't have to. <laughs> We're taking one for the team uh, here. And we don't actually watch wrestling. Yeah, no, we don't. No, we don't have don't. time. Who has yeah. time for this? But but really, I mean, think about it. There's just too much wrestling. There's too much happening There's now. There's so many men trying to fight out their differences in the world that, I mean, who really can watch them? Who really can fight? I mean... If a wrestler is wrestling in the ring, but nobody's there to watch it, is he really wrestling? Do you think wrestlers ever wrestle with their emotions? All the time. No. Okay. They're ever conflicted about what they're doing? Yes. Like, am I just perpetuating a, a cycle of violence and um, hatred and by participating? How, how is this an example to my children? Like, what... what am, are my actions positively impacting the world? What will I leave behind for future generations? <laughs> what will people remember me for? Punching uh, this man? Okay, well, I better do it really hard. Well, um, let's let's talk about the WrestleMan, shall we, Zachary? Let's do that. I guess that's what we're here for. So this week on Raw, um, it starts off with Samoa Joe getting signed uh, by Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon, and it's pretty great because Mick Foley is going, oh good, I guess I have to say this thing to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's liking, and yeah, he's great. He's uh, very good, he came I, in the most dominating Did I show. do good? Yeah. Um, it's, it's okay. So before we get into, you know, the, the thing that happened though, I just want to say, can we stop having Mick Foley turn to the left? Because dear God, his mangled face and his horrid ear is just a reminder to me that this business should not be a thing. Yeah. I was going to say he, he, he did that for you, Colin. He did that for you. I know. He had his ear ripped off and his eyeball punched out and his back fucked up and his fingers twisted and his blood dripped all over all over canvases from here to every far-flung corner of the world for your sick amusement, you fuck. The least you can do is not body shame that 
busted, broken down man. I was talking to my father about this earlier today, actually. Oh, what did dad have to say? Uh, he said to me, like, man, Mick Foley looks like a chewed up piece of gum now. He's about the right shape. Yeah, it's just, and he used to, he used to look, you know, better. He... Not never great, but better. <laughs> And he's always a bright man. Why does he look like a chewed up piece of gum? Well, look, sometimes life just really takes it out of you. Especially when you get punched in the face for a living. So, you know. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. But, um, it, it was pretty okay. You know, I was like, oh, hey, Stephanie McMahon is actually doing a good job. She hasn't emasculated anyone. And as soon as I said that, she immediately emasculated well, Mick Foley. Well, I mean, there's, I, you know, I feel sort of obliged to kind of elaborate on my uh, anger at her. And it's just, look, I can appreciate an angry, like, shouty boss type and, like, sh- shouty angry boss lady types, whatever. That's not the deal. It's mm-hmm. like... I never feel like she ever gets hers, you know? Like, I always feel like external situations always validate her. Or she like, never lets her character yeah, lose. Yeah, I don't think she understands wrestling's fake. Right, and so she can't paint her character in a negative light. Absolutely. Well, because she's like, oh, I'm just this complete ball buster, which is cool, but half the time she's like, also, oh, hey, by the way, women are really great, and let's cheer for them. And thank me for putting women in wrestling and letting them wrestle like yep. wrestlers. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Good job, cool. Steph. But, I mean, whatever. Shut up. You will respect Samoa Joe. Joe comes out and cuts a really cool, solid promo. Yeah. I mean, it was good. And then um, we hear the ever-so-ill-fated music every time. Well, look. I said, I said as soon as Joe came up, how long before Roman Reigns teased and bye. Banny, banny. Fucking god. They got it out of the way. Week one. And so us, us included, the internet, and us included, made that, oh, look at this, two Samoan Joes, ha, 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 look, we're funny. Hey, his his name's Joe Anawaii. Yeah, did you know that? And did did you know know his name is Joe Nuvala, I don't, I can't pronounce it. And they're both way Samoan. Very, they're both and he comes out phones. and he's like, hey, you got to know that I'm the best in this whole company. And you better believe that. You want to know something? You want to know something really hilarious about what? Joe that I just realized? What? I mean, not Joe. Sorry. I mean, Which Joe? I mean, Joe Anoa'i. Yes. He, the amount of uh, awful honorifics titles, nicknames that they've put on him that aren't getting over, that haven't stuck. Yeah. Well, the big dog, the guy, juggernaut, the powerhouse, the thoroughbred, the enforcer of the shield, and first class. First class Roman Reigns? Or was he Roman Leaky at that point? I don't know. When when was he first class? Ever? I don't know, man. I don't know. See, they, they have given him so many attempts at fucking uh, something to catch on and just they never they don't they never do it's really funny too because like big dog and all that stuff like tries too hard yeah just tries way too hard and then Samoa Joe comes out uh, with his little screen and everything and what immediately stuck out to me was the little nickname for him the inevitable Samoa Joe it was like ooh, that is ominous as 
fuck. I mean, I... That stuck with me. I like... You know, it's a TNA import, but... I mean, I don't... It was probably... He probably used it in Ring of Honor. I don't know. The Samoan Submission Machine is pretty good because you have like that... Uh, that It's got a rhythm to Alliteration. It. Yeah, well... Submission machine, what's it? I forget the term. That is called assonance. Assonance, thank you. I knew it had something to do with my assholes. Um, yes. Yeah, it's good. It's got a nice thing to it. The, uh, inev- the destroyer is pretty good. The, the destroyer, dest- and then the but inevitable. The inevitable Samoa Joe. And I thought, man, that is such a good nickname. And then, of course, inevitably, he fights Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're saying is the other Samoan Joe should be the inevitable. Yeah. They were so close. They were so close. The other Samoan Joe, Roman Reigns, should have been the inevitable because it's inevitably they're going to make this man bury you. Well, it's they set up for a uh, they set up for the main event later in the night. And speaking of speaking of wrestlers with pretty good nicknames, the Monster Among Men, <laughs> Bronze Strongman, my favorite, Bronze Strongman or Bronze Strowman, Bronze Strowman for too. you normies, you fucking plebeians, faced off against four jobbers, and suddenly it's last September. Yep. Um. I saw that and I was like, wait, so why... We're doing this again, huh? Why did we need him to, like, devour more people uh, just so that he can say, hey, I want my match against Roman Reigns, Foley. Braun hungers. And Foley's like, oh, you know what? I'll give you a match against Roman Reigns. Ah." All right, I'll take it, Foley. I listened to that, man. I listened to... Braun Strowman on a podcast with Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like the inside of a tanker truck. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's really like, impressive. When he's just talking, like he's this hilarious, like Southern dude, so all of his pronunciations are very, like, very South Carolina or whatever. I want him to be my uncle. I Yeah. <laughs> he's probably a really fun guy. No, he's, he super, seems super chill. I want him to pick me up and put him on his shoulders to carry me through my life yes just every time i have something i don't like just help me solve my problems braun it was very good braun strongman i need advice i i don't know how to talk to girls oh thanks braun uncle braun it's like a mountain is talking to you So he goes and he yells at Foley, and Foley, what, gives him a match with Roman Reigns at Fastlane? Is that at what we're Fastlane, doing? yep. Okay, and he's like, cool, thanks. Thanks, Mick, bye. And then uh, from there, uh, there's there's this Bailey uh, match against Nia Jax that I don't even really want to talk about. I it's mean, only notable for the fact that they have instructed Brian Saxton to stop saying, uh, I said Brian Saxton. He's Brian now. Byron. Brian Saxon. (laughs) Brian Brian Sexman. Brian Sexman. The cop stop calling them wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-failing tube men. But what's funny is that he wants to so bad. Wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing Bailey buddies. Bailey buddies. Bailey buddies, which, sure, that's Uh, fine. Fine. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Sure. Look, everyone knows, everyone's made that Family Guy joke because it was a good joke. Admittedly, back in 2005, but, you know, whatever. 
That was a good one. The fatal four-way for Mania is set up with Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. And I just look at that and I go, oh, so Bailey's the lone face and yeah. is probably going to wind up with a WrestleMania moment, huh? Hell yeah, dude. Like I said, Bailey's... And we'll all cry. Listen, in two years, we're going to hate Bailey's fucking guts. Yep. Trust me, mark my words. But before that... After what we were just talking about, but before that thing that we just, just talked about, and it's going to happen in the future, Akira Tozawa debuted. Yay! Yay. It was pretty okay. Can can I just say that my entire impression of that match was, Ah! Ah! Yeah. Ah! He he punched he punched Drew Gulak a lot and then shouted. A bunch. And then shouted. And, well, it was cool because people are shouting back at him, so it worked. And, uh, and then he just... Gives him a frighteningly quick German suplex, and and it was beautiful. I saw that German suplex. And, oh, like it's over before you realize it started. <laughs> like there is no action there for you to react to. It's simply, it's it's Schrodinger suplex. Like it it is simultaneously is and has not happened at the same time. It's really cool. He suplexes people like I wish Brock Lesnar suplexed people. Well, see the difference is is that. Brock throws you and then Tozawa somehow folds himself in half. But um they're both really impressive in their own different ways, but I don't think I don't know. I I, I like Brock clearing clearing forefoot when he throws you. Tozawa yeah. literally folds his spine in ways I don't understand. And it's super cool. It's beautiful, though. It's very good. Speaking of beautiful, let's talk about the sexy pinata that is Chris Jericho. Drink it in, man. So, he and Kevin Owens come out, and Jericho puts Tom Brady on the list. That was good. That's fun. Uh, Yeah, that's fun. Um, And, I mean, it's really entertaining. And then Goldberg comes out, and, again, uh, we can't stop the inevitable. Goldberg comes out and, you know, starts saying, Hey, you fucking mamby-pamby bunch of vaginas, you come and fight me. And it's really awkward because... Like, ladies, uh, this is not the time... This is not the time for ladies to be an insult. Right. But, I don't know. Listen, you gotta understand. Grandparents are kind of racist sometimes. They're just oh, from a different era. Dadberg, you're just from a different time. No, it's... So, okay, we didn't watch wrestling in the 90s. I mean, I don't think that's a surprise because you were were a tiny little shit too busy shitting in your own diaper to have paid attention to Goldberg. It's true. And I uh, had a Super Nintendo. I never saw WCW. I missed all of the Monday Night Wars. I didn't, like I said, we didn't come in until the Ruthless Aggression, so... Yeah, we kind of missed the good stuff. So Goldberg was always kind of this guy that existed only in clips and stuff. Um, he's interesting. Like, he's he's still engaging and grossing. People, like, believe him, believe in him. So he's he's cool to see. And he's definitely got, you know, it. It was just kind of weird because he's this... I don't know. How, how What am I trying to say here? A weird throwback, I guess, kind of when you're looking at the silly kind of... We're in on the joke with Owens and Jericho. So this is going to be an interesting interesting challenge for Owens to kind of step back into being, oh, now i got to be an angry, shitty, 
hard-hitting Wrestleman against a well, football player. And the interesting thing here is that Jericho threw Owens under the bus in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of valid how he defends himself because, uh, you know, uh, Owens is like, what the fuck, man? Like, why'd you go and do that? And, like, you done put my title on, on the risk here. Um, and Jericho's like, well, I took, like, a shit ton of pedigrees and a shit ton of beatdowns for your ass, so uh, you're taking this one, buddy. Uh, and I'll help you, and we'll be best friends, and we can totally dock at home. Yeah. Which one of you you think is circumcised? Um, I I think that I think that Owens is probably cut. Okay, so you think so? What's more interesting is that you think Jericho isn't. Oh yeah, no, totally it's, not. That's just not okay. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. But the highlight of the night there, uh, of the entirety of Raw, is the fact that Goldberg didn't put his own name on the list of Jericho, but instead put his name on the clipboard of Jericho, because from the camera angle, you could totally see that that pen hit the clipboard and not the paper. But again, I also kind of like that. (laughs) Like, Goldberg is like, uh, yeah, fuck it. Whatever, you know what, I... (laughs) I'm not just on your list. I'm going to scratch myself through it. <laughs> like, that that's just the kind of assertive man he is. Uh, th- that was just... It was painfully awkward, and Dadberg is so much dad. I, I don't know if I like him. Um, and I don't know if the Lesnar-Goldberg feud really needs a title. Well, it's getting it, so... Yeah, I, I just don't know if that's really what needs to happen. And uh, speaking of things that don't need titles or any time at all to do anything, the Raw tag division right now is just garbage. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be honest, I kind of didn't even watch this. Why don't you recap it for the viewers and not me? I mean, there's nothing to really say here except uh, the club won via disqualification. And... uh, yeah, and Enzo and Cass are somehow involved in the situation. Oh, that's and, right, it's the Endo Cass thing. Yeah, and I'm just like, uh, you know, Enzo and Cass. I, I'm I'm not a I'm not really a fan anymore. Um, and I just don't I don't know where they're going with this, and I hope that you know they improve upon this because the club is something that could be so badass. And yet it is not. Um, These two guys are, you know, just kind of holding the belt in place for something else exciting that's going to pop along, I think. Uh, But the problem is, is that Enzo and Cash should have gotten these belts a long time ago, but they wanted New Day to get the records, so it kind of ruined everything. Mm, Well, no. See, I don't necessarily agree with that, because... It didn't ruin Enzo and Cass. It didn't ruin anything because they were uh, nowhere near trying to fuck with the New Day. It was really all of the, the, the goobers and idiots and jabos that kept trying to beat the New Day and failing that were really hurt by it. And then when you have those idiot jabos have to hold the title later, that's kind it's of just, the issue. Are, are they going to be like a really... Uh, definitive tag team or is it just that Big Cass is going to be a good solo act and Enzo's going to be the hype man? Um, 
you know, I think what they're going to do is they're going to try and build them as a tag team, mostly just to facilitate Big Cass as a solo. Um, but, man, that's fine. Whatever. Like, Enzo is too injury-prone, I think, to have a huge, long thing. And really, they have a solid enough uh, gimmick that they don't really have to be world beaters kind of in their own right. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of compares them to the New Age Outlaws because they have, like, this whole fucking litany that you they got the crowd to chant with them before every match. And... You know, whatever. It's it's good money. You can sell a bunch of sell a bunch of t-shirts, uh, have be over, have a solid career, um, and maybe one of you gets to be a big deal. Yeah, I look forward to them turning Big Cass into Mister Ass. Um, X Pac. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just all three of these programs really like Shazaro. The club and Enzo and Big Cass have all really grown stale, so I just don't know how I feel about it. Well, so I think would you feel any different if there were more tag teams? Because I don't have this issue as much with the Smack, and we'll get to SmackDown tag teams later. But I think the fact that we only really have three people, three sets of people that are any remotely established as kind of big deals because the club isn't really Enzo and Cass are over, but kind of questionably the only people that only look like to have any major heat on them as far as believability are Shizaro and the new day. Yeah. We'll see where they're going with this, you know? Um, but you know, what was a breath of fresh air last week? Uh, just pivoting over here. Um, Sami Zayn winning against Chris Jericho clean was really nice because they put on a great match. And then uh, this week, uh, Sami Zayn losing because of interference from Owens just kind of, I'm just going, are we just going to keep telling this story over and over again? Okay. Uh, what, what that Owens and Zayn don't like each other. That Owens and Zayn don't like each other, and Chris Jericho's his best friend. And motherfucker, you you want con you want continuity in your characters. You want long term stability. Okay, okay. So last week you're talking about how in every single angle that pretty much the guy in front of you is a new guy almost, and now you're saying you want continuity. So, you're the one that's telling me you want continuity and you don't like the idea certain people just not getting along? It isn't about them not getting along. It's about seeing the same fucking shit over and over again. Okay, yeah, well, listen. Sammy should have been on SmackDown this entire fucking time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we wouldn't have to see this if Sammy wasn't on the same goddamn show and they just had to pretend like they don't see each other backstage. And we have to pretend like they aren't pretending that they don't do that. Owens and Sammy need to be separated yes. really bad. Yes, but like they really, should really always bad. have issues with each other. Sure. So I would rather not... Okay, so I bitched about, like, we never got change out of Rollins, and I kind of sort of feel like we didn't, I, and but part of that was also the fact that I just kind of never came around to liking him. Like, he's a good WrestleMania or whatever, I just didn't find his character, I don't know, good, enjoyable, relatable remotely likable uh i like i like 
Zane and Owens having issues with each other and that kind of expressing itself because that's a thing because we know we know that story that story exists at at that meta level that everyone in the audience understands these guys we have been watching these guys kill themselves kill each other for a decade plus now so we know that these dudes have a history you can still play off of that even if they don't necessarily are always the active program like we love Brian and Miz always sniping at each other it's the exact same thing yeah but we'll get to that in a moment it's frustrating because what was so nice was actually watching a match between two wrestlers that didn't have a screwy finish. Did you notice that on this episode of Raw, every single match had a screwy finish except for the Braun Strowman uh, squash match? Which wasn't a match, it was a screwy match. No, I don't actually watch, I don't pay attention to anything on Raw. I mean, I just noticed that Every single match this week was this screwy finish, and that's how it's been for months. On both shows, actually. It's just, oh, this thing got ruined. It's like, I just want there to be a definitive, clean singles match between two people. Okay. You know? Well, so, I hate to tell you, buddy, but part of the problem is you're watching six hours of wrestling a week. If you want clean, definitive matches, man, I need to point you at Pro Wrestling Gorilla where they have a couple of shows a year and then they're one, they're killing matches and they're done. Cause we don't have to see these guys every week. They don't have to fill up a million hours of content. Yeah. It would sort of be nice to have the, the, the idea that, um, people can just fight and it's over and done. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to keep doing this whole, Oh, we fight. I beat you. You beat me. Um, I don't know. I think this brings up a larger topic. Do we take individual losses too seriously? I think I think I'll I'll put that one out there because we're gonna touch on it in SmackDown. We absolutely are. Um, and we can even touch it right now for just a moment. In, uh, let me ask. Uh, was this protected loss for Roman Reigns really that necessary? Like. They protected the shit out of him. He gets ambushed in the beginning of the match. They still put on, like, a really long match for, you know, weekly TV. And in the end, Roman still gets the upper hand, gets distracted by Braun Strowman, and then gets blindsided again. So this guy has multiple layers of getting screwed over in this match and he still somehow almost overcomes it like this is how fucking protected we have to make Roman really oh but see what you I don't feel like the company takes individual losses too seriously I ah, see what you what you don't understand is that Roman is the juggernaut the big dog and he's the best wrestler and we should love him because he's the best strongest wrestler that never loses fairly so, what are we going to do this week? Uh, we better make sure that Roman Reigns is protected at all cost. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, 
Sure, just let us know what you want to do. Meanwhile, I'm going to be over here writing this Samoa Joe segment. Everyone loves him. You know what we'll do? We'll make him fight Samoa Joe. Great. And he's going to eat him alive. Um, man, no, whatever. Fucking, look. Somehow I... in this, even though Joe was the one who got the pin, he still looks shitty. Um... Well, is it the is it the wrong kind of shitty though? Because I don't know. It's it's sort of weird. You, yeah. I okay. I talk about continuity, and the guy you face in front of you is always a new person in a new story, unless he isn't. Uh, Double think is absolutely the way of the game with um, wrestling. Like people have to exist simultaneously as who they were before and yet only who they are that they're telling us um, at the same time. I don't know. Maybe that's just me because I know Joe and I know how this works and uh, he's a bad guy so he will get shitty wins sometimes. Uh, whatever. That happens. He's he's Triple H's goon. He doesn't always get to be the tough I'm gonna just murder you wrestle man. There'll be plenty of time for him to do that. Um, I'm just going to sound like one of these dirty fucking marks here and just say that Raw's only bad because of Roman Reigns. Um, like, Raw would be so much better if Roman Reigns wasn't in the picture. No, If, if that was, dude was out on injury for a while. If he was just booked correctly. But what is booking him correctly? What? Roman Reigns? Yeah. Oh, is this big insufferable dude that everyone's kind of sick of and never loses... No, wait. That's the only thing I can see anymore. That's all I've ever gotten of Roman Reigns. He is always he is the alpha and the omega of pro wrestling. He always wins. Precisely. Um, he is big dog. Big dog is Roman. Roman is I big am dog. Roman. Love, I just want love. Love big dog. Love big dog. I am big dog. Please pet me. Um, if he was a heel that lost sometimes and was... Um, I don't know. If they just externalized this company... I, you do everything you did with Seth Rollins except it was Roman Reigns and it works a lot better because we want to boo Roman Reigns and we wanted to cheer Seth Rollins the whole time precisely that's what should have happened the guys that the company handpicks for us to take seriously and we don't like make the company m say hey we want you to take him seriously and then we'll boo him for not liking him and then we take him seriously it's like the Rock when he was the corporate champion. And then he found his voice and we loved him for it. And that's good. Then, then, then we loved, then we would love Roman. Fun. Suddenly he loved Big Brother. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I guess we'll move on to big shows now and not, and, and not big show, but, uh, the good shows. But not Big Show. You gotta fucking work on your segues, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, SmackDown's up next. Good. Thanks. This is SmackDown. This yeah, is yeah. Song. This is the SmackDown song. I won't keep this up for long. Ow! 
that's the SmackDown song. And now I, now I ruined it. Da 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 SmackDown song. So tired. Stop being so sleepy. I'm sorry. I'm an old, busted piece of shit, and I'm sleepy. Well, you know what? You know, you know what makes me sleepy? Yeah, listening to this show. Yeah, being that, part of this show. For for anyone who's uh, going to bed right now and listening to us as they drift off to sleep, I would just like to take this opportunity to tell you uh, that uh, kill yourself. I really just want to cuddle up next to you Burn and things. whisper sweet nothings in your ear, and maybe. Just maybe I'll kill your dad. <laughs> Smackdown. 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 All right. So uh, now, now that we got all that weirdness out of the way, um, why are they getting my hopes up for the Miz and versus Debray if they're never going to pull the trigger on it, Zach? Okay, man, because cause we need consistency. Okay, because... Wrestling is, in equal measure, we're just building up for the next event, the next story, uh, trying to sell tickets to this thing, whatever. And it is also has to, when it suits it, is also a continuous long-form story it's also trying to tell. So, uh, again, the forever feud between Miz okay. and Daniel Bryan is good and should continue, um, but they hate us and want so... us to suffer. Uh, let's let's provide some context uh, before we just dive into the to the nerd shit here, buddy. Hey, uh, eat me. Slow your roll. Uh, what happened here? Uh, so there was a fatal four way set up between um everyone. But first, hey, fucking Ms. you do it. You start. You wrote these notes. Okay. Okay. So Miz comes out. Oh right, it was the Daniel Bryan Miz thing. So what happens was is that. Daniel Bryan comes out and is in Seattle, and everyone loves him. Slow down, Mr. Jump the Gun. (laughs) It's Washington, and Daniel Bryan is like, Hey, guys, I'm Daniel Bryan. You love me. This is my home state. Yeah, and he's also like, uh, this is the fucking... This is where I had to retire. Yeah, and they're all marking out for him. And Miz even references it and is like, why the hell are you here, buddy? You're not a wrestler. Everybody's like, boo. And then then Daniel Bryan goes, well, oh, why are you here? It never stopped you. Ooh. Ooh, Not being a wrestler never stopped you from getting in the ring, Mizanin. Roasting, dude. Roasting. It's fire. Straight fire, that Daniel Bryan. Um, But all this was a setup. For uh, the Elimination Chamber contestants to have a fatal four-way, with the exception of uh, Wyatt and Cena, who uh, have a th- little spot later on in our lives. Yeah. No, they they uh, they set up a four-way between Miz and Corbin and Styles and... Who's that last motherfucker I can't think of? Styles, Corbin... Oh, Dean Ambrose. Sorry. That guy. Man, I kind of feel bad. So, uh, there's there's a few questions I have here in terms of the storytelling of, like, this entire segment, right? So, 
if they don't have any intentions of pulling uh, the Miz and Daniel Bryan feud, is that just going to be a tease that oh. is forever floating in front of our faces well, that we're just super thirsty about? Yeah. Well, I don't. Mm, like, I don't. You you wanted to unpin, I suppose, this discussion on forever feuds well, right here. N- not quite, but sure, we'll pick it back up. Yeah, basically, like, I don't know. Some I just think there should be like it's real life. There's just some people who don't get along, or always get along. Except there's no friends in my wrestling. problem is that there's no real consistency between uh, what is supposed to be this storytelling. Uh, and just pure storytelling from this program and what is supposed to be just what gets the other guy over. Well, so again, it's, it's, it's wrestling really oscillates between that, whether or not it's just to get the crowd up or actually kind of deliver a consistent narrative. It's like sometimes they start on it and then oftentimes, uh, I feel like they're just laughing at these nerds who actually do try to storyboard. Yeah, well, again, that's the thing. They There was actually, and again, I can't even remember the writer, um, but he was writing for Raw for during the McMahon-Helmsley era, kind of when Triple H got made going against Cactus Jack and all that shit, and he was a legitimate TV writer, and he came up and he storyboarded stuff out, and they fucking laughed at him, like him, McMahon, uh, Kevin Dunn, I'm a fucking mark for bitching about Dunn, but Dunn, that sort of thing. All these guys from the era of before wrestling was like really a TV show and it was just like a televised sporting event, you know? Like before they, I don't know, that meta, I guess is just the way to put it, the consideration of it as a storytelling medium. Yeah. The text the and the... And in storytelling, I gotta ask you, uh... What does AJ Styles losing, uh, getting eating the pin in this fatal four way really say about him? Um, it it means it's. I don't think it's anything about him because we haven't established he's still not a world class talent. Um, what I am unpinning, I think, is this idea that do we consider as fans each individual win and loss to mean more than what it should? Because when, uh. Because Styles eating this pin didn't really read as Styles falling off the wagon, like losing his game, losing his footing. It was more just Corbin kind of stepping up. Like I think it's Corbin and maybe moving up more. Corbin, because to me, because he's not gonna win the damn elimination chamber. Well, no, Wyatt. Everyone's they've kind of. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll talk about our predictions here in a little bit, but <laughs> well, um, it's. it's uh, no less than Dave Leopold Meltzer made yeah. that prediction. But um, they have to give a red herring and to make Corbin look strong, and I get it. And maybe this is the start of, hopefully, hopefully them pulling the trigger on an AJ Styles face turn. Yeah. I mean, you want to... He had Miz beat because he hit him with his move, and then Maurice cheated for him because he's a dastardly heel, and then the other dastardly heel came in and took advantage of the man we all like. We all like to like, and everyone is like, and got the most cheers because he's basically a face on all but name. Yep. I mean, even when he's trying, like, he even yelled at the crowd, shut up! And they're still just cheering him more. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you're so good, that's great, keep doing that. Well, like, they have to, they have to, they know, like, you don't get AJ Styles at this level, like, I spent a decade making my name in TNA, a decade plus actually basically being one of the 
franchises of that company. I came off of two years of being the greatest fucking wrestler in Japan. Um, you don't get him at age 37 and sit on him and not do your business with him. So he had a heel run. He came in, he got to be a champ. Now he's going to be a face where everyone wants to see him do his stuff. It's just, if this is the end of AJ Styles as a top heel, um, or even as, uh, you know, like from how this is looking so grim to me, uh, because everything is, is just uh, the end of times and... Uh, every wrong decision will happen. No, Trump's um, America. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just there's this huge hole to fill. Uh, and is that filled with a call up? Uh, is there somebody who's neglected? Uh, uh the f- hole to fill is what top heel as top guy because they keep using the same seven guys. What it's Cena, Orton, uh, Wyatt. AJ Styles, Ambrose, uh, Corbin, and then Miz. Miz. Yeah, well, so there's such a thing as a SmackDown 6. Go check it out. In the mid-aughts when Paul Heyman was booking, he had Edge, Mysterio, Angle, Guerrero, Benoit, and somebody else. I forget the sixth one. But he basically had six guys he could always count on for good matches, so he just built the show around them. Um, you know... You don't need an astounding amount of people uh, at the top of the card to fill two hours a week. And maybe these seven guys, because they fight each other so much, put on just better and better matches because they know each other so well. Well, and it's... You have... So, SmackDown is kind of short on good talent. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, the talent they do have... Is the best of the best. Is very fucking good. Like, okay, we're sick of seeing Orton and Wyatt, or sorry, Cena and Orton wrestle each other, but you have John Cena and Randy fucking Orton together on a show. Those are big names. Those guys can, right. yeah. They don't need to be together at the same time Miz in the ring, been, but. Miz has been the top heel for a while. Corbin is fucking more than pulling his weight. He's getting better. He's he's the top heel slot that AJ right. is leaving. I think AJ fills out the vacating top face slot. Well, and there's no existing mid card on SmackDown right now. Okay, that's sort of the problem because a lot of the... There's very few of the tag teams I think people are actually that into. But maybe, maybe we've got a mid card uh, coming up with Mr. Luke Harper making this phenomenal face turn. Yeah, I think think Harper... I don't know. Harper had proved once he can hang... uh, as icy chant kind of in the first time they broke up the Wyatts, but they're doing it the right way this time and kind of giving people momentum coming out of it. Um, I'm excited to see Harper kind of do his thing. I think he's actually poised for it. He's really good on the mic. He's a, I'm very excited to see it. Cause he a, can work. He can talk. He's a talented little boy. He's got a ball spot. I'm proud of him. Good, good wrestle boy. That Luke Harper. Um, so, uh, where, where does this leave Eric Rowan in that awkward? Oh boy. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I like the idea. He's like, mom, dad, I'm home from school. And that's where they had the breakup yeah. fight. Well, so like, this is isn't, horrible. Isn't it just hilarious how Luke Harper's, you know, promo was pretty much just like, well, I mean, I was, 
I was just playing Magic the Gathering with my buddies like we do every week, and suddenly this guy who smokes a lot of cigarettes and calls us nerds wants to hang out with, you know, my best friend, and now he wants to hang out with him. Yeah, my best friend didn't want anything to do with He took my buddy Bray away from me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I... Rowan's going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, I think he turns around and turns into a goofy face version of his indies gimmick where he's a Viking. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay, I kind of like how dumb face Rowan was on Raw where he was an idiot savant and solved Rubik's Cubes <laughs> and Sinlene was a vintner. And it's like, wait, hold on. There's, again, weird sort of consistency in his Wyatt family character with that. Um, but I don't know. Harper will be cool. Uh, and, uh, Rowan, whatever. Yeah. It's good stuff though. It's good. That is fine. But you know what isn't good? Okay. Nikki V Natalia. Okay. That's where you're wrong. It's so, actually very good. So first, before you start doing your little argue, argue thing with me, what happened? So they had a promo. They had an argument. They've been building up this promo for a while, for several weeks now. When did they start feuding? When did Nikki get ambushed? Like, fucking like November? In, uh, seven years ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> last year. Seven months ago. November. Whatever. They have this argument because um, they're facing off at Elimination Chamber. And Nikki's like, you're bad and you're never good. And I don't know. I don't know what Nikki said. But yeah. Natty said, well, you know what? If I weren't married... Uh, John Cena, maybe John Cena would go after me. You're terrible. John Cena would be my boyfriend. You know what? And that's what makes it shitty, Zach. Because it's like, oh, mm, you know, we're crazy women. We can't be in the same room as you, or else we'll start destroying merch booths. Okay, first off. And, oh, your boyfriend, if I didn't have a boyfriend, then your boyfriend would probably fuck me instead of you, buddy. Bro, I got a question. What? So it's okay for. It's okay for men to feud over romantic interests where the woman is the object of their desire, but women can't feud over a man. What are you, a sexist? No, what I'm saying is it makes them seem crazy and that they're boy crazy and all that sort of shit. Uh, it's not about it's okay. not about like it wasn't like this was suddenly a situation where Nikki's going like, "Well, I need to defend, you know, my boyfriend's honor or anything like that." Like, no. It wasn't any bullshit like that. What we're dealing with here is just this, like, really reality TV show-esque yes. uh, feud, which I fucking hate. Okay. And it's what I have a problem with. It's the well exemplary issue that I have with all of SmackDown Women's Division, is that it's the, the total divas uh, women's division versus Raw where they have Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte and they're fighting and they're uh, breaking new ground you know they, they were the one with the with the real main event women's match and they were the one with the hell on the cell first and they were the one with the Iron Man match like fucking amazing so matches you're you're talking about you're talking about women who have been okay but we have um, Bro, is Alexa even on Total Divas? I think so. I don't. Are you sure? You Let's check that. Roll the tape. There's no tape to roll. I don't know. But here's the deal. You have Becky feuding with Mickey James, a woman who is a, a two accomplished female wrestlers, one who is not on Total Divas, and one who is from before Total Divas. Um, You have... 
people who are may or may not be on it feuding with people who are, and then you have women who are on it. Like, I don't know, Natalie and Natalia, whatever. Her name's Natalie. Oh my god, we're breaking kayfabe here. Natty and Nikki are feuding because a lot of what they have on screen together and that screen time may be totally this sure, but they, they have a lot of screen time where they're talking about, oh, we're close friends and oh, hey, they put a lot of emphasis on Nikki and John Cena's weird kind of relationship. Um, Right, and that is part of what also troubles me. Well, okay, first off, they signed up for it. Yeah, but... I don't care. Okay, well, that's... Okay, that's fair. That's a point. That's the first legitimate point you've made about this this whole time. I got a question for you. Do you just not use that history? Do you just not... Act, do we not acknowledge that There's Kevin Owens... There's a way Owens to use that history. And Sami Zayn have been fighting forever. No, 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 no. They made it really nice and really personal because it's about, like, through multiple years, you know, this has been going on and it is a blood feud between the best of friends... Like, the issue with this is all that I'm getting is some really contrived bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you know, between, you know, this chick who is just so happens to be fucking the top dog wrestler. Um, and then this other chick who is just beating her up because of that and other reasons. So do we not use that like, as Why do they hate line? each other so much? Okay, why are they fighting? Why did they spend so much time fighting on the fighting there's, show? There's a fucking reason why Kevin Owens turns on Sami Zayn. There was a reason for it. Okay. Because it had to do with, I need to keep as top dog. Okay. The perception... Okay, Natalie thinks... Fuck, I keep doing that. Sorry. Natty thinks... Uh, Nikki's... She thinks... Natty just has everything because he's fucking John Cena... Bro, it's is just as fucking caricatured and exaggerated as wrestling is. You just don't like it because it's doing the same wrestling unreality thing to a product you're not you're not fundamentally interested. This could be so much more progressive, and I feel like Raw's women's division is more progressive. And I'll even skip ahead in saying that I'm excited you for just... where no, shush. I'm excited for where the SmackDown women's division is going because of the contract signing that happened later on in the night. Yes, bro, we have half the card, half the SmackDown card is women matches, and two of them are just like, oh, you're a good wrestler, let's wrestle, or I want your title, you're a good wrestler, I'm a good wrestler right. too. So one-third of this story by volume is silly wrestling bullshit. Right, okay. but before... When the brand split happened, it was so focused on shit like Eva Marie and okay. Carmella okay. and Natalia and Nikki Bella. And Nikki Bella is this odd fucking relic, and just the sight of her is really weird because she's a throwback to this Divas division yeah. with her booty shorts and her crop top. Okay. And she looks like the fucking, well, uh, like, an advertisement yeah, no, no. for sports clips. Well, okay, like, okay, she does. And she was a Johnny Ace hire, and Johnny Ace would hire... Sports models who necessarily couldn't or weren't interested or they never allowed to become good athletes. But Nikki Bella has stayed through it longer. She's a solid athlete. Longer than her sister through fucking neck injuries and is probably retiring because of neck injuries. But Nikki Bella is here and is not 
really doing it, it is she isn't Kelly Kelly. She's not doing Kelly Kelly matches. It's not the Kelly Kelly division anymore. You have people from that were before that Kelly Kelly time, people who've come after it. She happens to have just been around during that time. Do you remember how bad the Bells used to be? Remember how much we didn't like them then? Like they're bad actresses or they're not convincing actresses all the time. And this hasn't always been a very greatly delivered kind of feud, but it is insane and dumb kind of in the same way that wrestling is. So I think you really are kind of like taking it too, taking it weird and, and like you're going too far with your hatred of it and kind of not appreciating it for the kind of stupid insanity that it is. I just don't want a total divas division. I want a women's division, bro. It's one total divas feud. It is one total divas feud. Before it wasn't. It's and I'm not saying, hate. Yes. Before. Before. As in pay-per-views that we you don't have to ever watch again that we're not going to talk about. But I'm saying that since the brand split, this has been a weird focus for SmackDown. That's all that I'm saying. Now it's moving in the right direction, yeah. and I'm I'm excited for it as a whole. Well, but I'm saying that this feud start... specifically, I have not given a shit about since it fucking started, and it started back at Survivor Series. It's going to happen on Raw once Lana starts wrestling, and it's going to get off SmackDown once Nikki retires. You can't get away from it. It's going to come with the women one way or the other. It's just sort of part and parcel, man. It's the flight. It's the show that they have. It's one of their. It's one of the few shows they have that's outside of their typical wrestling fan content, like pipeline, their distribution network. It's in front of people who don't watch wrestling. Um, and it's the other like main show for one of their major divisions, even though it doesn't focus on in-ring action. Would you just never bring up 205 Live if we were had more cruiserweight stuff? Like, I don't know. Whatever. But Naomi... Versus Alexa Bliss seemed really excited. Naomi is, was surprisingly good on the mic and oh, didn't yeah, do no, that, that weird fucking straight, glow Straight shit. fire and fucking kick the shit out of her from, from like over the and table. It was cool. Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. That's not a fucking total divas feud. That is a we are fighting because we love to fucking fight and we're both good. I just, I don't know. I think you're you're getting hung up on the fact that they just happen to be on a dumb reality show that you don't like. They just, whatever. I mean, are, are those, it hasn't been, are you telling me that you've been actually invested in that feud? It, it hasn't, it because if that's the case, then sure. But all that I'm saying is I'm not invested in it. I don't like it. Okay. That's fair. I haven't been, invested. and I'm not interested in it. I'm just saying, because of it's this, a fucking reality TV this, show. This week's thing, it got so kind of over the top that I sort of enjoyed it. But you even like the merch booth thing, and I hated that. Yeah, I it's yes because it's silly. Like the you want to talk about progressive? We're gonna get one women's Raw match on WrestleMania. We're gonna lump all of the women into a match. SmackDown half the card is women. We let the women do stuff that we haven't let the guys do in a while like merch bumps like this is a weird this is a weird weird feud that's hinged on a lot of strange meta things like where's my merch how come you know I'm not on uh I'm not on a fucking production truck you know what you know what would make this work better if TJ uh TJ Wilson fuck I what I keep using shoot names if Tyson Kidd wasn't retired like if he didn't have to retire this would have been a fucking WrestleMania match because it would be a mixed tag between Nikki and John Cena versus Natalie and Tyson Kidd. And now, 
I kind of want to see John Cena and Tyson Kidd. That could have been a good match. That yeah. would have had heat. That and so been. they have to put... It's weird that it's like Nikki and um, Natalia now when they're going to have to segue over to Maurice, allegedly. I don't know. It's... You, listen... Again, it hasn't been well delivered always, but they 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 fucking committed to it for so long that I kind of have to admire them for sticking to it. I'm right. fine with it. I don't know. I'm not. They are good enough wrestlers. They'll put on a pretty so okay match, even if the contrivances of why they're fighting is dumb. But hey, it's wrestling. This entire SmackDown show to me uh, from this point with the Natalia Nikki interview uh, segment from that point onward was just in a steady downslope because suddenly we have Dolph Ziggler uh, in this match versus Apollo Crews which Ziggler lost uh, in yeah, a minute in a minute yeah I don't understand why now that Ziggler's turned everything is turned into the he's the half minute man well, I can understand only in that they just don't have fucking time. It's a two-hour show. Well, then why'd they do it? I know. I know. And that's... But I suddenly... Because he's Dolph Ziggler. And they gotta, they got to fit it in somehow. They've never followed through with anything they ever did with him ever. Why would they start now? It's just poor guy had such a good program with The Miz. And in way... Like, this is the only motherfucker that I'll say, like, probably would have benefited from being on Raw. You know, where they can actually like fit in the time for him and he can get away from the Miz. Yeah, him and him and eighty percent of the rest of the company on Raw. I don't yeah. know, man. He would have never had the Miz thing in the first place. He'd still be a face we all were hated and tired of. Yeah, but he would do well with the US belt. Listen, whatever, he just needs to shut up and help Cor Corbin. Fuck. See, I I wish Cruz was Corbin because then they would have been building him correctly. They yeah, need but to help Cruz. He's fighting two guys that I don't even give a shit about. They're uncharismatic botch lords, and I'm sticking to that. I just, I don't give a shit about either of these guys. I really don't. Um, and with the booking, how it's going to work, unless they do some sort of crazy call-up in this match, unless they do something, this doesn't make anyone look good. It doesn't make Cruz or Kalisto look good. Because both of them had to beat Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, and then if Ziggler wins, then he just beat two fucking faces. You, you know you know who could have done this? You know you know what they were trying to do and failed at was the Oscar match from San Antonio. Like, that's what this should have been. Like, it shouldn't, it should just be, I don't know. There should be a reason for Callisto and Cruz to try to want to fight, but... Dolph, like, gets too angry, and he's, like, whatever, hoists on his own petard, and now he has to face off three men at once, and then someone pulls through. But, in fact, it is now two-on-one, and now, yes, uh, Cruz and Kalisto... This doesn't like, make anyone look good. Yeah, it, they look like idiots who couldn't beat him in the first place. And even if they beat the fuck out of him, then that just makes him look like heels. And then who are we rooting for in this storyline? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm losing hope with Cruz, and Kalisto's kind of kind of dead to me. Yeah, no, fuck that, man. Well, I don't know, whatever. Um, And then, you know, I've, I've already talked about uh, the women's division, that contract signing. Great, great stuff. Oh, yeah, no, super cool. It's super exciting. Um, But uh, back uh, on to the, that was the positive light just to say more negative things. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, so uh, we returned from commercial break. 
and uh, American Alpha is making their entrance. And I just thought it's to myself, like, oh, man, who are they going to fight, you know, to kind of set this up? And oh, it's everyone. Suddenly, everyone's just in the fucking ring waiting for them. Yeah, it's um, a pretty standard, pretty standard, oh, half the, the faces. And, and for some reason, uh, fashion police were uh, on the faces Because side? they're goofy. They just have to be silly. Both those guys can be fun and silly, and they're, they're gimmick. They are the most, listen, in a roster full of heavily gimmicked people, they are the most heavily gimmicked. Yeah, just so many. So they're the most heavy cartoony. But it just it wasn't good and I mean I I have this guess that uh because everybody is saying that American Alpha is going to inevitably win this, but I just I don't see that happening only because uh who gives a shit about the tag division and it's only been that way since American Alpha had it. It was too soon for them to get the belts. They shouldn't have had it in the well, first place. Well, they started off on the wrong foot with the joke team, with the too long reign of the joke team of Slater and Rhino. Right. That was a misfire because they didn't realize how well much that would be over. I mean, also, wait. Oh, no, wait. Did the Hype Bros win their contendership after Alpha had won it? No, um, no, no. They had to move it to Alpha after the Hype Bros got injured. Yes, yes, that's okay. what happened. Yeah, so... It was going to be the Wyatts versus the Hype Bros, well, and then Zack Ryder got injured. Okay, so it was just bad injuries, man, because Usos had it at a bad time. Because the Usos were going to fucking have it, and then... Jay, Jay got injured. Well, but before that even, they were going to keep it on Heath Slater and Rhino, and then the Usos were going to get it on the next round, well, and but then, then they got injured. And, and then, then Jay got injured. Like, just a bad time. And I feel like you can hit a nice little reset button if you put it on some people who have been tested and are really good. Just put it on the Usos again. Uh, I um, don't know. I don't know. You know, like, that, that'd be fine. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Or, or... Or the VOD villains. Yes, I agree. Or, uh, out of nowhere in this tag team turmoil match, uh, the Revival comes out. No. <laughs> no. Fucking no. 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 Stop it. No. The Revival. Do we do spoilers on this cast? I think me asking that question is already sort of a spoiler, so quick, yeah, better no. answer. Uh, y- yes, we do. Okay, so I will just say that The Revival is going to be in NXT for a little bit longer. We have tapings through March. So, gross. Whatever, dude. They're not going to come up two weeks before WrestleMania. No. It's you're stuck with who you're stuck with on SmackDown. There are seven goddamn teams on that show. Well, yeah, six but now, I but mean NXT doesn't really have anything, so the revival probably needs to stick there. Well, yeah, okay. So you're you're just gonna get you're gonna get America Alpha are gonna have a good match with somebody. I don't know, man. It's fine. They just need to hit a reset button, and you need to find somebody who's like a really good reset button. You know, why like, would you? Why don't you just make American Alpha have them? do fun good matches that people like them for why what's the reset button why do we have to move it off of anybody it's just oh suddenly they're good again we didn't see them for a month because they weren't paying attention to it so nobody cares we need to care about american Alpha. nobody cares or you don't care nobody cares right. what do you care honestly do you care listen i hate wrestling I don't care about anything <laughs> so then why are you doing i this don't podcast? care about anything but me because life is pain Speaking of life being pain, <laughs> the main event, which was Orton 
versus John Cena because it's 2007. Listen, they've had good matches before. Have they? I, because yes, I don't see it. They have. You weren't watching. They've had good matches before. Like, I don't think this was one, uh, but whatever. It's still important. Those names are big enough that it's still sort of like, oh, okay, kind of important. Sure, it was novel to see on television. Whatever. Um, I was fighting for the first time on SmackDown Live. Which is apparently that they had never fought on SmackDown before. That's not even just like, oh, it's SmackDown Live, not SmackDown. Ugh. No, they've never fought on SmackDown. They've never fought on, No, they were always on Raw together. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Whatever, just, it's fine. They didn't have chemistry in this match. Like, it wasn't really exciting. And then the ending was way overbooked. Yeah. Like... Why? Why hey, it's on uh, his You better enjoy it. That's, you better enjoy it. That's a WrestleMania main event. There, you're talking shit about. Yeah, and it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and wrestling is terrible. Nah, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, it's just, it was a damn shame to me, uh, because, you know, does this really mean that Cena's gonna only hold on to the belt for two weeks and then lose it? Like, did they just really do that just to get it off of AJ? Like, why did AJ need to lose it? Well, because they would have had to turn him face. Oh, wait. Yeah, whatever. They listen. They gave. They've let John Cena hold his fake pretend Wrestle Boy Championship. You did good, Gold Star Token Belt, for. 16 times now because he's a good good wrestle boy um and um we just wanted to do that to make him feel special and also here you mm. go Mr. Beardman you can hold the good good wrestle boy you did good star gold star belt now it's just it's not it, it just made no sense to put it on Cena for two weeks like it just no. it wasn't the right time, but then no, they just it makes to show sen- it. no, it makes sense because Wyatt is someone who is Cena is someone Wyatt has never beat, so now he gets to get his win over Cena, winning the titles. He should have won three years ago and should have beat Cena for the title three years ago. So no, it it works, it works. You just have to look at it from this. Uh, you got to look at it again from the wrestling sort of the weird storytelling wrestling does, where it's who does this get over. Not the end-to-end continuity sort of thing, you know? So, real quick, though, uh, before we move on... All right, hurry up. Time's ticking. The train is starting to pull away. I just want to say, do you care about Elimination Chamber? Because it feels like nobody gives a shit. Like, Moro doesn't even give a shit. He keeps calling it Hell in a Cell. Mm, Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fine. I mean, I just... I feel like they really don't care and they really didn't put any effort into this. Like, this is the going home show and I totally forgot until, like, the next day. I was like, oh, shit. Elimination Chamber's Sunday. I'm sorry they couldn't make your your feelings. but you, you specifically, your little baby feelings, be specifically interested in all the hard work these people are doing to try and make this event for you, you ungrateful prick. No, it's, um, it's fine. Uh, I'll, I'm kind of into it. It'll be fun to see some of these matches. So like, am I super hyped? No, because, uh, the fact that mania planes have to get dialed in so quickly, we sort of, 
or so far ahead of time we kind of know where this is going the idea yeah. of oh hey what are we gonna this is going if the idea of oh hey maybe it could completely change the wrestlemania main event i don't think they've really sold that and quite enough no i don't know i've seen worse but it's okay it'll be fine well, there'll be good wrestles the chamber match will be cool well stay tuned and uh, you're going to get our predictions on Elimination Chamber right after this music break. <laughs> so, the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this... this thing this fucking this fucking thing i gotta commit don't i yeah you do all right well put on your big boy pants running down the card here's what we got elimination chamber six-way match for the wwe championship john cena versus aj styles dean ambrose the miz baron corbin and bray wyatt now are they working everyone on the internet especially one david leopold Meltzer? David Leopold, Leopold Reginald Meltzer. Leopold Reginald Meltzer. Or do we um do we think anyone but Bray Wyatt's honestly gonna win this? It seems really mm. weird. It seems like a strange thing to I mean it's either gonna be John Cena or it's gonna be Bray Wyatt. Well, okay, so they seriously seriously have to sell a WrestleMania with Orton Cena as a major match. Um or they have to make a they have to gin up an engaging story. For Randy Orton with anyone that isn't the Wyatts, anyone he hasn't been in with with the several several precisely. Months. All right, so Bray Wyatt, I think we're so both on, Bray Wyatt. We're on the record for Wyatt. Women's match: Alexa Bliss versus Naomi. I'm really conflicted about this, but I have a theory as to uh, because they have to balance out face heel, face heel, you know that, that sort of thing. But I think that Alexa is doing a good job with the title. I think that they like her with the title. Yep, and I don't think Naomi is quite ready to have the title. I think she's had some excellent development, the most character development she's had in a good little while. Um, but she's been gone for a while, well, and you yeah, can't just she, like bring her back from the dead and then have her yeah, immediately. And she, yeah, and she was the title. She was also a funkadactyl for like two years. So, um, yeah, I think Alexa keeps it for a while because Alexa's doing very well right now, and. Maybe Naomi will get a chance a little later on down the line. Tag team turmoil for the WWE SmackDown Championship. Something's American Alpha versus Fod Villains and the Usos, the Ascension, uh, Rhino and Slater, and Febreze. I have a guess that they're going to put it on some people who have been tested and they're good, and I feel like they're going to make a whole reset on the SmackDown Tag Team division, and I think it's going to be the Usos. Hmm. 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 Quite. Well, see, that would require them to be, I don't know, interested in tag teams at the moment. I think Alpha keeps it. I mean, I would sort of like to see that they do something else. Um... I mean, who else is who else is 
who else is at that level, man? Nobody. No. The only two no. tag teams that could possibly take it are either the Usos or, the, or American Alpha. Okay, so I enjoy, you know? I kind of enjoyed the 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 red herring that they did in this twelve man match this week, where Victor of all fucking people got the win. Was yeah the Ascension. Yeah, and I have sort of enjoyed. Ironically, the Ascension, since they've been on the main roster. but um, That would be a huge shock if they won it. I love dumb WrestleMan and face paint and dumb costumes, but that's not... It's not happening. I love the villains. I love dumb WrestleMan pretending they're Frank Gotch, but that's also not happening. No. Um, the police dumb WrestleMans are cool, and I don't know what Heath Slater's doing. And why is Rhino still here? The people love Rhino, though. They fucking love him. Yeah, that was... Which is why he needs to go off on his own. Well, that was kind of crazy that he was that over. But he's... The, they need a mid-card, well, and Rhino would be great in it. He's the exact kind of guy I want to see Apollo Crews butt heads with. Exactly. You want a big, broad, square, angry man who's got a name value that can put a young guy over. So when we watch Crews throw him around... So it's Usos or um, American Alpha, and I think we just keep the faces for now because I don't know. I don't know. So uh, next match is Nikki Bella versus Natalia. I think Nikki. I I think do we both reasonably believe the the Meltzer allegations that it's going to be the mixed tag match for Cena. And I with, could believe it as of device. right now. I think that that's what's going to happen. Uh, seems likely. Um, and it's why I think that it's going to be Nikki. And it's also why I think that Alexa Bliss takes it because uh, you need that balance of heels and faces. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's why I think uh, the heels stick with the belt and then the two undercards go to the faces. That's cool. Randy Orton versus Luke Harper. Uh, it's going to be Orton. Yeah, I think it would be need, really weird if it was Harper. It would be really weird. Uh, I but think that would tell an interesting story. I think Harper has a good a good competitive showing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. But I mean, it would be an interesting story, like if Harper, you know, beat the guy who is the uh, WrestleMania main eventer. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, that would be unique. Uh, I don't see. I think the story is more about oh, Wyatt's on a roll and Orton's on a roll. How do they? What happens? Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see what Luke Harper does after he loses to Randy Orton. Right. Uh, Becky Lynch and Mickey James. Becky. So, I there's a thing, and I don't know if it's just specifically for new characters or new new debuts, but. Um, or I think returning debuts, it gets a little fuzzy, but if you don't win your first pay-per-view out, you're kind of a clown. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's Mickey James. She doesn't need that. Um, and plus she already didn't win her first pay-per-view back because of NXT takeover with Oscar. That's different. NXT happens in a different universe. Um, does it? Yeah, again, wrestling only acknowledges what it wants to, when it wants to, when it serves its purposes. Uh, yeah, I don't think they don't mention she just came. Moro's not like, oh, she she did that to Oscar. That's not Moro's accent. I couldn't do it if I tried. Ho, ho, you gotta go out there. Um, Migos. 
Yeah, Migos. That's, that's that was the good. This good is job. a huge culture shock, like the album "Culture" by Migos. I just I like the idea of <laughs> Moro just getting on Google and typing what is pop culture February 2017. My God, a disarm her on a side of a dab of ranch, like that song by Migos. A dab of ranch. Um. I don't know. Oh, I don't even give a shit, and Tom Phillips is taking my job. They, they just hired him to help get Tom Phillips into position. Yep. Um, I think Mickey goes over, and I because I think Becky's better on the chase. I don't I know, don't man. Know, man. Uh, maybe, whatever. Listen, I lost last month. I'll lose again. Um, and lastly, and very lastly, uh, Cruz and Callisto versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I think it's going to go to Ziggler, because why not just bury these uncharismatic botch lords? Does... No, because then one of them would be a heel. I was like, does somebody walk out on the other? But no, no, um, that would be weird. Well, I mean, it would be interesting if Apollo Crews turns heel. Well, that would not help. <laughs> there's too many heels on that show. Yeah. Uh, there's no way they can't win. There's two men. It's this is completely backwards because this should be a face having to face two heels, you know? Shouldn't it? It's and very, it's not. I just I nobody want, wins in this in this fight. Again, I'll say because, it. Nobody yeah, wins. You, yeah, nobody wins. Uh, and but I'm still gonna guess that Cruz and Callisto don't win when they win this match. But that's just me. Well, maybe they get the pin and then Ziggler uh, puts arsenic in their drink. Maybe Ziggler just. Quits and becomes a and murders Jerry Lawler. Yeah, he finally kills Jerry Lawler and becomes a stand-up comedian, and gets back together with Amy Schumer. Uh, the sex was too athletic, I hear. That guy'd give it a hundred ten percent every single time. Dolph Ziggler gives a hundred and ten percent in his sleep. Dude, Nobody sleeps harder than Dolph Ziggler. Dude, listen, he'd tear up my vagina, so I can I can relate. You know what? You do you, Amy Schumer. You do you, Amy. You you potato-faced gal that everyone was obsessed with. Uh, so that's SmackDown's pay-per-view. Aren't we excited? <laughs> uh, when we get back, NXT in a show I kind of actually sort of was feeling this week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> back with uh, NXT. No, 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 Colin. I'm sorry. Um, oh. Listen, you can act all peppy and fun here, but I think you have something to uh, say to Amy Schumer before we go on. Amy. Baby. <laughs> you know I love you. And I, too, am an, am an Irishman of immense potato facery. And... I mean, if if you ever want to call me, I am the least athletic man you'll ever sleep with. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Oh, NXT. <laughs> NXT. NXT. <laughs> All right. So, 
the show opens this week um, with Nigel Nigel Majimus. Nigel Majimus. Nigel Majimus. Nigel Majimus. <laughs> okay, so I need an illustration. Michael Majimbus. Michael Majimbus. I just need a bad illustration of Nigel McGuinness. Just like, hey, I'm Michael Majimbus. Hey, I'm Michael McGymnus. Michael McGymnus. <laughs> Why is this so funny? Oh. <laughs> I gotta get this I gotta get this out of my system <laughs> yeah oh my so, God. so he's on commentary Nigel and he's <laughs> <laughs> say it with me Zach Nigel Desmond Wolf <laughs> Desmond Nigel McGinnis is on commentary oh there you go so it's Tom Phillips uh, Percy Watson and Nigel McGinnis now on commentary it starts off with sanity, sanity versus the Bollywood boys. Um, so I guess that answers that question. I guess they're employed. Um, it's a it's a pretty one sided affair. It's just there to show off Killian Dane. He is a big, hairy baby man. Big Damo. Um. Oh, that big old cuddly bear. It's it's old school that he wrestles in those belly belly button high tights, but I sort of like hate it. I really hate it because, like, Why? everyone should wrestle in their fucking, like, battle scrubs, their battle uh, tactical tights. I kind of like uh, Alexander Wolf's thing. Yeah. Well, and uh, Young has that weird kilt. Yeah. I mean, that's weird. I just kind of like how Nikki Cross and. Um, Nikki Cross and Wolf look like they just walked in. If off these the guys ever get called up, though, I have a feeling that they're going to put Damo wearing a shirt. I'd be fine with that if it looked like he was just some big fuck. Like I understand we had the shield wrestle and SWAT tack outfest, and we we have the um the the authors of pain do it too. But I would kind of just right. like Damo to wear something else. But whatever, yeah. just the continuity there. Um, Damo did what we wanted out of the authors of pain, though, in one regard, because he power bombs Harv on the Gerve, and. Which is, Pretty amazing. I mean, big demo with the uh, with the one stealing yep. the one wing angel. Yeah, stealing Kenny Omega's finisher. Um, and Young yells at Ty Dillinger some more. So I guess that program isn't uh, completely over. Um, so that was fun. Liv Morgan versus Billy Kay. Um, so I'm kind of coming around on Billy Kay. There's she is, you know, an Australian brunette Charlotte in a way. Like she's got the big boot and she's really lanky and you know she does all that stuff and it's and it's fine. I'm I think that I have been too lately with her. Like, um, it was actually really funny how Peyton Royce and Billy Kay played in the Oscar uh, Nikki Cross thing because they were just like, oh Jesus, we're not in the same league as these two fucking psychopaths. Yeah, so they just kind of had to hang back. I'm I'm kind of coming around on their act. Their iconic duo, they're calling themselves or something. Um, I'm kind of coming around on it. Um, Billy Kay has some fun moves. She busts off an armbar suplex and then hits Liv Morgan with the Lost in the Woods, which I think works better for her than it did for Xavier Woods. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, it's, um, 
it's the code breaker except you put their foot up and then fall down on it because she got them long spindly legs she's like real right. like fucking she's Cruella de villain I think it's fucking great yeah. she's finding her moves because I know for a little bit she was using the big boot as her finisher and I think I like this one a little better it just I don't know it I'm I buy it more um Liv is spunky but still kind of sloppy whatever she's fine she's, well and what's the difference between brisk. her and Carmella um, one's a face and brisker, you know. Okay. Liv has more pep. Nah, but otherwise no. Um, so we cut back to Dillinger backstage. Um, Sanity ambush him, and then they beat him up all the way out into the ring. Uh, they beat him up, take their turns, blah blah blah, and then Roderick Strong and Noah way Jose come out to even the odds and that sets up the main event and then Teddy Long comes out and says holla holla player you're gonna face the Undertaker I mean each other you're gonna face the Undertaker uh Regal's backstage the Aussie girls come in and they have a match with Liv Morgan next week against a partner of her choosing Master Wayne you have to do the Michael Caine impression I can't do it oi so tonight you're going to do a match with a partner of your choosing, Master Wayne. So and I'm William Regal. Not many people know that. That's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. Spot on. So remember, uh, do you did you watch the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Invitational thing from a couple of months ago? Yeah, yeah. Remember um, Tucker Knight and Otis, Otis Dozovic? No. The big fat dumb the big oh. fat guys, the big oh, fat fun guys. The fat, yeah, those guys were fun. Those were very fun. And they come out and they have a, they are heavy machinery now and they're very fun. They were against the revival. That sounds that sounds like a ton that sounds like five tons of fun. It's five tons of fun. They have this amazing little spot they did. Uh so Tucker Knight had Dash Wilder in a bear hug and he walked over to Dozovic in the corner who tagged in. <laughs> And then he threw him at Dozovic, <laughs> who caught him and put him in his own bear hug. <laughs> so they just, like, pass bear hugs between each other. It was super good. These guys are really fun. Because, like, you just want, like, it's so much fun to watch big, dumb hosses just kind of hoss on each other. Um, The Revival uh, quick win. Yeah. Then they cut a really cool promo and talk shit about the Authors of Pain. And then the authors of Pain come out and say, you're on for NXT Orlando to uh, WrestleMania 33. And then and that's they, quite interesting, you know, for that heel versus heel well, dynamic. Okay. So the Revival slink away, and as the authors of Pain walk up the ramp, uh, the Revival ambush him. So, like, I know I'd mentioned the Revival maybe as, like, short-term Steve Austin-esque faces, but are they? Because they didn't really turn heel. They were still kind of jerks, but, like, I don't know if they're the kind of heels that if they can be heels at other heels, they're faces yet. It's really, really strange, that dynamic. But in NXT, you don't have to do face versus heel. You know what I mean? Like, for those programs, you can just be interesting and people will love you. Well, we don't know if they, they still... I still think maybe... Then they've you, got a long time. You've got a long time. I still think you could fit DIY into it in the three-way so that there is an explicit face. So I don't know. There's, or there's, maybe DIY could be used to build, you know, yeah, somebody else for a little bit. I mean, we'll see. We'll see yet. But um, it's an interesting thing we're promising here because I'm excited for the revival to kind of do something a little different. Yeah, so the Brits are back. 
Yeah, Tyler Bate versus, is defending his UK match for the first time on TV for the first time against Trent Seven and oh my god, Mustache Mountain explodes. They were interesting. They're a tag team. Right. Okay, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew that at the UK tournament. That's why they didn't face each other in the UK tournament because they knew they'd have him defend against us. I'm excited if Trent Seven's back like more regularly with the company. I like that dude. Tyler Bate is very good too, but I'm like into Trent Seven right now so hard. So this will be cool. Yeah, but Tyler Bate with his nice little Queens wave. Yes, yeah, little thing, and Trent Seven gets to be the goofy fucking thing here. Um, they're just replaying old UK tourney packages, but they're still good. Um, Bobby Roode comes out for a promo, and like every Bobby Roode promo, it's pretty good. Yeah, the man is uh the man's Triple H made over basically. He always kind of sort of worked um a, a Triple H esque uh, gimmick in TNA. Sort of, uh, when he was uh, the the It Factor, Bobby Roode, doing mm. that thing. Um, but it's very good. It's fun. And I think it's the his big elaborate entrance. I think that's finally sealed it. It's like, oh, okay. Sort of a Triple H-esque intro. Music everyone kind of likes. Okay. Uh, it's very good and fun. And he just talks and he's like, I told you so. Ha, ha, ha. And that was it. That's the end of it. They don't. They haven't set up any challengers yet. That's probably in the next week or two. Uh, lastly, the the six man tag, Dillinger, right? Dillinger, Sanity, blah blah, all that. No, what? Jose, no. Uh, it was fun, fine, pretty straightforward. All the guys hit their spots. There's actually one really hilarious bit. Um, maybe this speaks kind of ill of the match, but it's immediately when jumped out at me. There's this one bit where Strong's making his fiery comeback, mm-hmm. um, and there's a quick cut to like the hard camera, and you see stuff fall down from the ceiling and like Jose look up in confusion and it was like is something falling like like okay. like dry rock like a uh, sheet rock or something's like crumbling it was really weird this reminds me of an instance though um I I was doing this show um a while back this musical that was a terrible musical yes um and it was in this really podunk theater of course um and out of nowhere um in like in toward the end of the of the show and it was already kind of disastrous because uh it was raining terribly Ooh. um and there was like flash floods and all the flash flood alerts were popping off and everyone's cell phone was going off in the middle of the fucking show <laughs> and then um turns out in this podunk theater there was of course a leak in the fucking roof there's fucking rain from the ceiling and like we're on the last uh, the last fucking song and there's rain uh going directly onto my head um just but and there's a huge puddle on the stage I'm like <laughs> trying to adjust and I just like I'm like starting to kind of slide and slip in the puddle like yeah no that's exactly what I thought I was like what would they do if the roof caved in I guess it's I don't know the show's gotta go on yeah, or you just yeah, you just adjust or fuck it. We're working into the match, right? Oh God, no! He hit him with the sheetrock. Not like this. Not like this. Sanity is bringing NXT. They're they're it's falling apart at the seams. And these anarchists have rigged the ceiling. Moro runs in. <laughs> they're bringing down the house. I mean, that's a really old reference for me because I'm usually much more topical, 
but it's no less shoehorned because I'm Moro Ranallo. These are just some ordinary guys bringing down the house. That's, like, kind of terrifyingly close. Don't do that. <laughs> kind of freaking me out over here. Uh, so, yes, um, Cross jumps in and beats some people up, which allows Dane to blindside Strong, so Young gets the cover. So, yes, they are really putting a lot of time into Sanity. And I like that. That's exciting. And Nikki Cross is... Your secret girlfriend. Is my secret girlfriend. <laughs> this sounds so awful. <laughs> my... She's 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 the one true bay. Yeah. Um. So it's it's check it out. I mean, whatever. Fast forward through some stuff. It was nothing like super diehard, but again, that show continues to be very solid. It's a it does a very good job of of having people who need practice and learning and building up to do that, and there's enough people who are good hands to keep it engaging. Um, so what we're trying to say is watch NXT because the other two are terrible shows and not worth your time. Well, watch New Japan because NXT is also a terrible show. And we'll talk New Japan next yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of New Japan. A whole lot of it. I hope you're ready to learn strong style. Style. Because yep. I'm going to beat you in the head until you get it. <laughs> boo. Boo. Yay. yay, boo. Except they don't boo and yay. They just like clap silently so i believe that's it for the fight forever podcast this week give us some parting wisdom colin um if everyone was an ocean then we would all be surfing usa and with that folks good night uh you can check us out on uh all the i said good night oh, okay you can check us out on Facebook.com at Facebook.com slash Fight Forever Pod. We're on Twitter at at at. We're at at Fight Forever Pod. Uh, we are on SoundCloud at Fight Forever Pod. And uh, all, all the other good places. You can, you can find us on iTunes. On Google Play. If you iTunes and Google Play. Just if you, search Fight Forever. If, if that's the thing that makes you touch your ding dong. And I thought you said good night, Zachary. Uh, good night. You woke me up. No. You can find me at my house if you come to my house. You can find Colin at his place if you go to his place. Yeah. But please don't find me here. That would be weird. Unless you're here to watch wrestling and not kill me. Yeah. I mean, please don't kill us. Please kill me. Please do God. Life is pain. Well, I'm Colin. I'm Zach. And here's that music. And uh, catchy sign-off. Trademark. <laughs>